Welcome to the Smut Hive. This is your trusty spoiler alert. This is our deep dive into our favorite romance books. We'll be spoiling all the good stuff. If you don't want to know yet, come back after you finish the book. And because we care, here's a little warning. We're going to be talking about sensitive topics that might be upsetting to some. Explicit language, sexual situations, such as questionable consent, abuse, and assault. Just a blanket statement of all the triggers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode eight. Today, we are going to be reviewing chapter eight. Clever, I know. Chapter eight duet, A Gray Street by... Ella Dominguez. This is going to be an interesting one because I, Morgan, did not 100% love this book. I like the author. I liked how it was written. The story, though, was a little much for me. (laughs) Not in my realm of what I would normally read. I found it difficult at times to get through, but the writing of the series was really good. It is. So we're going to get right into this. I'm going to hand it over to Jillian for a minute. Uh, She liked this one, I think, more than I did. So why don't we get into who Mr. Black is? Yes. So for this book, I think it's kind of like, kind of, it would who of me to explain that this is one of those books that is basically like a dominant submissive relationship so if that is not your spiel then you will hate this book from like page one so you shouldn't even attempt to get invested in it that's me guys yes unless you're doing it for a podcast (laughs) and you're forced by your best friend to read both of these books where you like everything about the book except the main character so that's where morgan struggled i did not like i figured out ways to get around him and his crazy um to get what i needed from the book but I really like it, but our main um, characters are named Victor Lorenzo, and he actually is an FBI profiler. And the uh, female of this book, her name is Elsa. And essentially, we kind of open up from um, Elsa's point of view as far as she's just kind of your normal, everyday working class single lady. Um, She had a relationship that didn't end very well for her. And she ended up like taking a job in another state and just trying to move and reinvent herself. Um, She's not really looking for a relationship right now or to, you know, talk to men. She just wants to kind of focus on her job and healing herself. Um, But she's a little bit horny. Like she kind of will explain it to you right off the bat that, you know, she wished above anything else that she could find some kind of no strings relationship where she could have passion and she could get the good dick and not be invested in any way or not have to deal with the games of a relationship and the feelings part and just kind of move along. She, I don't think she ever has gotten what she needs in a sexual relationship with her previous boyfriends. Like it was always missing something, which I think is the main reason why either it didn't work out Uh, Or she just got bored. Yeah. I feel like she is pretty. 
I feel like she's super high maintenance though. Like she's she would be one of those girls that like in the morning wakes up and like showers and does her hair and puts makeup on and picks the perfect outfit to go grocery shopping at Meyer or a grocery store or whatever. Yeah. Essentially the exact opposite of me because I go to a grocery store looking homeless. I don't get ready. I don't even care if my hair is brushed. She's full on high maintenance, can't be seen or doesn't want to be seen at her very, very best. Right. And I think that her confidence took a hit with the last breakup because I think that although she she was willing to admit that the ex-boyfriend didn't kind of give her everything that she desired sexually, he did you know fulfill her or whatever and she was like more in love and read more into the situation than he was so she kind of had that embarrassing type of breakup where she you know thought they were ready to move in together and when she brought it up he was like out so she took it really hard and she's a little bit more emotional um than what a lot of us i think tend to admit and this character kind of admits it right on the pages from the beginning like I'm flawed. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm needy. I need love. Um, there's a little hippiness to her because she will be like, I need the light. And I'm just like, Oh God. Like a lot of it is about like, she's the light and he's the, he's the dark, dark. you know? Yeah. And so in walks Victor Lorenzo. So Ugh. there's like a chance meeting with him at a bar where you know, there's like a guy hitting on her that's annoying her and she doesn't like him and he grabs her ass and she's getting ready to smack him. And all of a sudden, like a drink gets, you know, poured on her and it's from Victor. And he was like, you know, she runs to the bathroom to get the wine stain out of her favorite skirt. And he's like kind of standing outside the bathroom waiting on her. And he was like, well, you're welcome. And she's like, for what? You just fucked up my favorite skirt. And he's like, well, I saved you from like an embarrassing situation. I could teach you like so many things. And she's like, well, how about you fuck right on off? So, but he is hot. Like she'll recognize from the beginning. Yeah, he's hot. This is a hot, attractive ass man. He smells good. He's in a suit. Well, he had a suit, but a leather jacket on too. And he, she has this obsession that she could tell he's a smoker. Like his cologne is mixed with like cigarette smell. And that grosses some people out. It does not to me. Like I think that shit's really fucking hot. So I don't think it. I don't think it's a turn off. I don't think it's a turn on. I mean, I don't know why I would like want that per se. But right. like, she's really into it. His like quote unquote smell is yeah. like what she likes. What turns her on? How she knows he's in a room. Yeah, he's tall. He's super tall like super fit he's in the fbi well she doesn't know he's in the fbi no not yet but i mean to us yeah but he i think he just if i were to like see him i just kind of feel like he would be kind of like overbearingly big not like a bad way just like tall and muscular and kind of like in your face aggressive with like dark features i think that's what i would picture him as right yeah, kind of like a little scary. Maybe he's in the room, like he's a person you're gonna notice. Yeah, you don't know if he's like up for good or bad, but you would notice him nonetheless. Well, don't worry. The second he opens his mouth, you'll know uh, it's for the bad. Well, and when, but when we first meet Victor, like before he does this like chance meeting with her at this cl- at this bar or whatever, he's basically like answering his cell phone and talking about like how his fingers still smell like pussy, and it ends up being this girl on the phone that he just dumped. 
And he was like, listen, I gave you like a goodbye fuck. I still smell of you. Like you're better than this. Go away. And so you can kind of tell from the beginning, like player. Nasty. Nasty male fucking whore. Right. And mean. Yeah. Mean. Because you've got somebody, obviously this, this chick thought whatever it was they had was more than what. Like she misses him she and he's like, him and he, she he's like, more fuck time off. with him and he's like, I already fucked you. Goodbye. Like we're right. done. Like there's you super know, callous, like yeah. callous and cold as like my first description of him. Like yeah. he just doesn't give a shit about anyone but himself. Right. And we as readers find out that he's a profiler yeah. for the FBI and he's working like a serial murderer yeah. type case. Um, so maybe he takes his job a little differently than like the really fun actors we see on Criminal Minds. This is not that no. at all. Um, he, you get the sense that he is a professional and he cares yeah. about his job, but he's also not a good person. Right. Just not a good person. Like he's seen some shit. Right. And I feel like as the book kind of goes on, he realizes that those things make him really good at his job, but I feel like also have mentally affected him a lot yes like mm -hmm. he doesn't believe anything there's any light any positively any positive aspects of the world at all he looks at everything in the negative everything is bad and everything is dark and that's just kind of his mentality of his life in the world and i think his job partially does have a lot to do with, do with that. that yeah well, and he, you know, again, the chance meeting, you know, they basically just snip off at each other. Like, she's not really impressed with him more than just looking at him. Right. Like, she was fine if he would have just kept his mouth shut, but he spoke and he was kind of condescending and she was like, oh, fuck that. And, you know, she kind of just walks away and you don't think anything else of it or whatever. Right. Well, lo and behold, like, we start learning a little bit more about Elsa and like her job and um, you know what she's, I don't know, works for an insurance company or some shit, but she basically took like an office where it's just her in an office. Like she, her breakup was so bad. She had to like leave her company and she had to get, you know, wanted to stay away from people in a new city where she doesn't know a lot of people. And she's kind of very remote and like in her own head, mm -hmm. I think in a way. So she's just kind of sitting at like a diner, you know, going to read a book, like ordered a, a Coke, like she's just chilling for the day and then she can smell him before she sees him and he just kind of slides into the booth and she doesn't even know this man's name like or anything. And he's just basically like, I want to let you know that I am seeking out a physical association with you. And she was like, you mean like a date? Like, that's a weird fucking way to ask somebody out. And he was like, no, I literally just want to fuck you. Bye. Immediately. Bye. No, I'm like, where's the details? Mm. Like, I need to see a little bit more, like, bring out the Fifty Shades of Grey contract. What are you talking He's about? He's creeped me out at this point. He creeps me out. Someone's not right about him. And you just found me in a coffee shop. And you were like, I want to fuck you. I don't know. Immediately, I would just be like, I'm sorry. Like, who the fuck are you? No. Well, the conversation gets, I will give you the creepy, because it gets a little creepier as it goes on. Yeah. So not only do you see a guy sitting down that you've met, that had a weird interaction with before, right. but he's just like, listen, this is why I've sought you out. I want to fuck you. But he's also like sliding his medical papers like mm -mm. across the table. And he was like, listen, you're going to call me Mr. Black because she's reading the name on the medical papers as 
you know, his dick is clean. His name is Victor Lorenzo. Right. And he, she says, oh, Victor Lorenzo. And he was like, no, you're going to call me Mr. Black. And she's like, what? That's not weird. I don't understand. That's not weird at all. Yeah. No. Mm. Well, I mean, you would just be like picking up your purse and heading out the door. And I'm just like, so where did you get that from? Like, I need to understand. Yeah, no, peace out. Peace no. out, sir. I'm out. No. See you later. Yeah, keep, keep going. Let's explain. So basically what he tells her is he's not going to tell her shit. He, right. he says that he has a place that they can meet and that she is expected to be there at a certain time and be ready to be fucked in any way he says. And she will always call him Mr. Black and he will never answer personal questions. Right. And the only one he did answer for her is that he wasn't married. And that was it. His house, his rules. Yeah. That means whatever the fuck he means. That does not give me any rules. That's just, at this point, I can do or say anything I want and ask you to do whatever the fuck I want and you have to do it. Who would sign that contract? Not me. Not me. Hmm. I don't know. I'm still waiting to figure out what I'd do. Not me. But he, he leaves. Yeah, he leaves. And so, the, like, she has a couple days to, like, ponder. Like, huh. Well, another thing that is starting up to be kind of weird is that she's trying to Google his ass, like when she goes home to her apartment and stuff, and she can't find anything on Victor Lorenzo, or she's even dumb enough, I think, to look up Mr. Black. And she can't seem to find anything and thinks that that's really weird. Yeah. Um, And then she also keeps smelling him and his unique fucking whatever smell. And she looks outside and sees like she thinks she sees him like in a car and decides to like sneak up behind the car and like slide up in the car. And he's like, what the fuck? Like she totally caught him off guard. Caught him stalking her. You mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Caught him stalking her. So let's just continue on and get into a contract with this creep. This is where I'm at guys in this book. I'm like, I can not read this. This is too much for me. Yeah. Well, I'm, Again, waiting till they yeah. have sex. And Julia's like, keep going, keep going. Keep going. Like, if you're going through all this, like, setup and the sex is bad, like, we would have just closed. The, it wouldn't have been chapter right. eight. It would have been, like, chapter four. I don't fucking know. But we would have been done. Right. But Morgan's like, oh, my God, I'm so appalled. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, you're really not. It's fine. Keep reading. And she is hating me at this point because I'm making her read this. Because although Elsa is a likable character and you do get to get a great view of what she feels about in her head she's a very insecure person which is why she does all the extra to go to the fucking grocery store like she has to be look her best at all you know has to be in control of all the situations but she's also wanted her entire life to be able to hand over control to someone but he's explaining to her that you know this is a game so to speak like this is a game we're gonna play it's a sex game and I'm the dominant and you're the submissive and there's no feelings involved in this, but there's trust. Like I won't physically hurt you or anything that can't be, you know, fixed later. Huh. Um, and we're both going to get off. Like that's what this is supposed to be about. And she is from the get go going into it with feelings. Like already she is a person that needs to be loved by somebody and will search out that love no matter what kind of asshole is sitting in front of her. A part of me doesn't like her because of that. Well, and I feel like, okay, your thing that you like is you don't want to be in control, right? You want somebody to give you direction, to tell you what to do. Like, that's the kind of control you want to give up. But I feel like Mr. Black takes that too far. 
So it's not just like you're giving me control of your orgasms or you're giving me control of a specific scene. It's like you're giving me control of everything there is about you, your body, your thoughts, your mind. He knows everything about her. Everything there is to know about somebody, he knows. And she gets to know nothing. Right. And the, but that's by his design. Yeah. I mean, that's part of what his kink factor yeah. is of the game because he's the profiler. So he's apparently stalked her. Yeah. Found out her movements, knows her friends and jobs, her social media. Like he's involved in giving all this attention to her. And when he's trying to talk her into doing this with him, he's explaining to her that one of the best gifts that we can give to another human being is our time and our attention. And that she twists that in her head to that's going to mean love. And he's right. just like, that's what's going to give your panties off. Like, right. I'm just trying to help us out here. Yes. But, you know, she toys with the idea only for a minute about really accepting his offer. And, you know, he stopped stalking her pretty much right after she caught him that day. Yes. Um, but she does end up the next day, like meeting his ass and showing up at the Brownstone and which is this little place on Gray Street that he rented. That's just for them. Like he lets her know he doesn't live there. It's just for them to fuck. Yep. And he's not there when she first gets there and he doesn't show up for hours. No. Doesn't he leave a note where he's like, don't leave. No, not yet. Oh, no, okay. this time he's just, there's like no presence of him at all. And she ends up kind of falling asleep. And then she feels oh, like she's right. in a dream. Like somehow this vivid sexual dream she's having where someone's going down on her. And then she, her, you know, she's getting kissed and touched and groped and Right, because you wouldn't wake up not right. one single second. Oh, I don't yeah. believe it for a second. So she wakes up, and of course it's him. Well, and yeah, she smacks Duh. him and like goes to leave. And he was like, "Well, if you leave, I'll just you know find somebody else." Right. And like she can't have that insecure ass. Right. So she agrees to like stay, and he pretty much is like, "Well, here's the rules." And he brings out the piece of paper and he puts it on the table, and all it says is, "My house, my rules." Like he's letting her know that. Yeah. This is definite. You say yes to this. I fucking own your ass. You're going to do everything I say. I'm going to shoot a bunch of rules to you that you're going to remember. But all you need to know is that if I said it, it's law. Mm -hmm. And he does shit like no panties. She's not allowed to wear a panty. She's not allowed to wear her hair up. Like it, it's basically it's impossible games. Yes. It's impossible games so that he has an excuse to punish her, which yeah. is what gets him off. Right. The first punishment. Now, I'm going to explain what this punishment is. I have a lot of feelings about this. Mm -hmm. So I don't even remember what the punishment was. Was she late? She didn't wait around. She like waited and left to go get her bag or something and came, and came back. back. Yeah. Whatever. So he decides that he is going to tickle her. Right? Okay. Like, okay, you're just going to tickle somebody. Yeah. But he has found out from, you find this out later in the book, but he called her brother. And was like pretending to be somebody else. somebody else. And her brother told him that like she has like a fear of like being tickled. Like she doesn't like the loss of control that it causes her body. So he takes that information and her punishment is he's going to tickle her. And he tickle her. He just keeps doing it over and over harder and harder. And she ends up literally peeing herself because she can't, her body just like goes haywire and she can't handle it. Yeah. 
And then he's pretty much like, okay, this is your punishment. Go upstairs and shower. When you get back down, clean up your mess and you can leave. There's the door. Okay. So why in the actual fuck would you come back to this house with this fucking psychopath? I'm getting loud. I'm get. I cannot understand, guys. I had to get a glass of wine for this episode. I literally cannot understand how or why any woman who has been humiliated and mortified on like not even a sexual level. Right. This doesn't have anything to do with sexual. It's sexual for him. He gets off on it. Right. But she is absolutely completely mortified. And then. Just come right back the next day and be like, here I am. Here's my body. Let's pretend that you didn't make me pee myself and then treat me like garbage shit afterwards. I can't. I can't. Yeah. There's a lot of struggle. There's a lot of um, the push and pull. But essentially, it's he thinks he's two different personas. So Mr. Black has to be the cruel domineering person and he gets off on like humiliation and he gets off on like orgasm delay and you know tying her up and showing her videos of the ex-boyfriend fucking his new girlfriend and all these kind of things and then he fucks her within like an inch of her life right to where it just takes her on an emotional and physical roller coaster that she's never been i mean like this bitch will pass the fuck out like after yeah. she comes it's re- I mean, it's just, there's a lot written into these pages and you can hate these characters. You can absolutely despise these people, but you will continue reading because you're fascinated by what the author is going to do to you next, because it is very emotional to go through this. It's very well written. I will say what I also had trouble with was, so let's like reverse back to where he like ties her to this chair and makes her watch this video of her ex-boyfriend having sex with his new girlfriend. Right. And she really loved this guy. So yeah. she was like devastated. She's crying. She doesn't want to watch it. He like makes her watch it. And then he turns it off and he's able to like talk himself back into her pants and they like, fuck. This is what? a smooth motherfucker. I do not understand. I have never seen it on page. Where a man can be so cruel, horrible, and then be so fucking sweet and soothing and amazing and turn it into the sex he wanted. But he had to get her to that. I mean, he literally breathes on her and she's like, fuck me now. Yeah. Like, I, I just cannot grasp that. Yeah. Cruelty. And then like a turn of the page to... Fuck me. Yeah. I, we talked about this in the last episode. If you guys remember, I have a real issue with women thinking something. And then what comes out of their mouth is something completely different. She does this a lot. Yeah. Like she, in her mind is like, I'm not going to let him do this. I don't care what the punishment is. Like something's wrong with him. I don't know what's going on. I'm not doing this. And then he breathes on her and what comes out of her mouth is like, 
yeah. tie I mean, me up and have your way with me. And she can fix him. She knows right. something's wrong with him from the get-go, and her light is going to fix him. Right. And I'm just like, no, it ain't. But I'll wait 12 chapters for you to figure that the fuck right. out and see what train wreck happens. And train wrecks are happening. Yes. They're happening all over because as readers, we know what his some of his issues are starting to be because she he she doesn't know yet he's an fbo profiler and he's working this like crazy case or whatever but he has this like relationship with a serial killer that's in a prison and he goes to see this person because he thinks they're like the new murderers copycatting off the old murderer Mm -hmm. or whatever but they have this like sick relationship okay well what it is is victor has chapters victor has victims he finds a person talks them into the same relationship that he has with elsa right now he names them a chapter one chapter two uh, elsa's chapter eight hence the name of the book Mm -hmm. so he's had seven chapters before her were different experiments with different types of people and he does different things to them and really all he is is a big sexual mind fuck right he gets off on the sex of it but he also likes to control people. He likes to study people. He likes to learn all these things about what he thinks you're going to do and tries to plot out, you know, what you could possibly have a reaction to. And, you know, he's just, he's a fucking so- so- sociopath. He's crazy. Psychopath, socio, all of the, all the paths. All of the things. Yes, he, he is those. Yeah. And then he gives this serial killer in jail the chapters. the chapters. And then in return, the serial killer helps him maybe identify maybe identify or get on the mind frame of like where the serial killer he's trying to catch is so it's like information for information right and victor thinks he's all cool and smooth and elsa doesn't know any of this right but at this point elsa has figured out that he's an fbi profiler because she actually saw him on a news conference right and when he traveled to a different city that has to do with this murder. But she doesn't say anything to him because she's not allowed to right. bring up personal questions yeah. or ask him anything. Yeah. But as they spend their time together and she is kind of like obeying all his rules because it keeps him Victor as opposed to angering him, which brings out Mr. Black. Mm-hmm. And although she doesn't really believe there's a difference between the two, he tells her all the time that these are two different fucking people. And, but Victor comes out a little bit more than Mr. Black does. Right. And Victor is like the nice guy and Mr. Black is like the bad guy. Right. So she, I think starts to kind of understand that something is up. So she finds out, she follows him and finds out where he lives. Yeah. Where his real house is. So we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we will discuss what she gets herself into at his residence. Welcome back. Um, so we are now where Elsa has done some stalking of her own and has get it, girl. Found, I know, right? And found where Victor really lives. And because he's doing a news conference, being an FBI profiler, she knows he's not in town. So she's just got free range and is searching yep. this motherfucker's house. I can't say I wouldn't do the same. I fucking honestly. loved it. I yep. loved every part about it. Like, she's a professional stalker, oh, I yeah. feel like. Because she knew, like, how not to move things or put them back in the same spot. Mm-hmm. But when she's going through his home office, she finds a big, like, you know, envelope that's full of, you know, whatever. And it ends up being, like, a book. 
And this is where she finds out about chapters one through seven and yes. figures out that she is in fact a chapter. Yes. And she takes the book, but puts like plain white printer paper, like in the envelope. So it still feels like there's something in there. Smart. So smart. And like leaves. And then like, she's consuming these chapters. She's reading through them and seeing the type of people that he was fucking around with and what, who he was to them while he was fucking around mm -hmm. with them. And there's even a guy i couldn't believe oh, it yeah. but i i kind of like it like i was like oh it okay was really hot like he yeah and he doesn't he doesn't discriminate in his games right like he was attracted to this man but this man was attracted to him but he knew he was married with kids so he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking play games with you and i can't fucking wait and they had like a whole i guess chapter relationship yeah. Uh, and it was kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah. But Elsa's not letting him know. No. Oh, no. she knows any of this. No. And she's still playing his game the way that he wants it. And her yes. whole objective is to, like, hang on to more Victor time as opposed to Mr. Black time. Ugh. Um, But things do kind of come to a head. Yes. And where we get towards the end of book one, where essentially, like, you know, she kind of busts out to him that she knows she's a chapter and she knows and he was like you fucking bitch like you have been lying this whole time she's like nope not lying just not you know telling you everything i'm not answering those right. you didn't ask me those questions he so says terrible them. awful mean things to her and he calls her terrible awful things yeah i thought that his whole so at one point in the book he made her get on birth control because obviously he already knew that she wasn't on birth control because he's a stalker, a stalker. and he was essentially like, listen, you need to get on this because I don't need your period time to interrupt our time. Listen, <laughs> let me pop up on my soapbox real quick. If you're going to have a relationship with a woman and you're an adult man, you know a woman is going to have a period. You either deal with it or you fucking don't. I don't give a shit if you're grossed out or not. I don't know how men, most men I don't think really care. My husband will go to the store and buy me tampons. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. But like, you don't want it to interrupt? Well, then guess what? You don't get to be with my vagina. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I could not. I could not. When he said that in the book, I was like, this motherfucker. I was pissed. Mm -hmm. I felt a certain kind of way about it. I see. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But... That's the thing is he says shit like this and she comes back for more. Like it's not even a big fucking deal. And so when he calls her all these mean, terrible, awful things. And also, by the way, he beats the shit out of her with like a whip or a belt. Yeah. So this is like what? the <sighs> end of the first book where he's mad at her because she basically played the game better than him because she knew all his shit and right. didn't let on to him. And she was like, you know what? Fuck you. Because I played your game your way. Like I did all the things you asked me to do. You never once, you know, asked me if I knew all of your deep, dark secret bullshit. Yeah. And he gets mad at her and like chains her up and like, you know, freaks out like Mr. Black and becomes evil enough to like whip her till it, there's some serious damage that was done. Yeah. And yet she still wants to fix him. She still loves him. And he tells her, I'm done. Like, like get the fuck we're out. Done. Get the fuck out. Our game is over. I, you know, I hurt you and I'm not going to lose control like that. And I don't want what you want. You don't love me. I can't love you. Get the fuck out. And that's how you end the first book. 
Right. And in the second book, it starts out, you know, I don't, I think it's like 18 months later or something like that. And she is getting ready to have, go to an engagement dinner. Like she has met a man that she does not love, but that she is willing to marry to have like, companionship. you know, the companionship yeah. and the stability of a marriage. And she can, you know, they can stand to be around each other, but he doesn't give her the sexual no. charge that she got with Mr. Black. And she still does think about him. Um, and that she flashes back a little bit to apparently after the time that they left, like he still stalked her for a while. And even though they didn't talk, she could still feel him and still smell him. And that brought comfort to her while she was going through the grieving process of their relationship. But then it all stopped and she kind of went nuts and apparently like spent some time in the loony bin or whatever. But yeah, he ended up moving to like California or something, yeah. but then he realized that he like couldn't live without her. He had another chapter. Yeah, he had another too. chapter. It didn't work out. Like, it just wasn't what it used to be. So he moved back. And then... Shows up at their engagement yeah. dinner. He Show, knows yes. the guy that she's going to marry. Fucked up. Not that I'm shocked at this point, Yeah, honestly. I'm not shocked that he would have no. done something like that. She's shocked. I don't she's know shocked. why. Yeah. She's I don't know whatever the fuck why. Completely lost her shit again. Yeah. And he's basically letting her know and, like, you know, moments where they're alone, where he can talk to her, he's letting her know, like, I'm back to play the game. Yeah. And she's like, I will not do that with you again. Like, fuck you. You're an idiot. I lost all this time on you. And like, you fucked me up in the head. Yeah. Like you win. So go away. And he's like, nope, you actually won. And I can't handle that. So we're going to do this game. And if you do it my way, exactly like it was before when it's over and I win, I will let you go on to your life and I won't interfere. But if you don't do what I'm saying and play this game with me, then I will keep continue to fuck with you and yeah. your fiance. And she rather quickly decides, sure. And as a reader, you're a little confused, like, well, that this was easier than I This fucking bitch is what my thought was. Like, yeah. what a dumb idiot. Because there was nothing that made it feel like their initial, like, re-encounter or whatever was sexual for her in any no. way. Like, she was terrified. And he picked up on that, but he gets off on that. So that, you know, worked out for him. So for him, it was very sexual, but for her, not so much. So for us as readers, for her to agree without that component, like, oh, yeah, well, I smelled him again. And, you know, here comes my lady bits. They're right. on fire again <laughs> just for this dude. And you're like, mm, really? So it took a minute to kind of understand, but they do play the game. It starts out almost exactly like it was before, where he turns into Mr. Black he says humiliating things to her and the kicker for this book and Morgan is fucking disgusted. He will only fuck her in the end. No. He says her pussy is for her, her future husband, but her ass belongs to him. No. Who says that? So he gets her off in all sorts of fun ways. I mean, she likes it, it. And she does. But when it comes down to it, he will only fuck her yeah. in the ass. I do want to add too, going into this, She's also like, okay, listen, I'm going to play your game, but I have rules of my own. So she did come into this book, I feel like, with a little bit more backbone yes. than she had before. And Agreed. I feel like because he, a teeny tiny part of him, we'll say the Victor part of him, has feelings for her. Yes. The Mr. Black part doesn't, whatever. They're the same fucking person, whatever. So... He essentially is like, well, what does that mean? And she says, like, you can do whatever you want to me, anything. I'll let you do anything you want. But everything you do, I get to ask you one personal question. And as we know prior, he does not like 
giving any information about himself. But he agrees. But only if he has a pre-written list of the questions, which I think is bullshit. And she has to be tied up, gagged, and blindfolded. Listen up, sir. These are my rules. I will face a fucking corner if you don't want me to look at you. If you tell me not to talk, I won't talk. I don't need all the additional things. I don't need to be chained. I don't need to be ball gagged. I don't need to be blindfolded. You can tell me a secret and I'll look at the fucking wall. Unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So, again, these are my rules. And he's like, okay okay to your rules but like only under my rules i'm exhausted yeah i'm well, exhausted and it always happens after the sex so they yeah. have this like crazy you know intense intense insane sex and then he has to like wrap her up in a robe and take her down to the living room and tie her up and blindfold her and ball gag her and then sit down next to her and like apparently like if she if he is raising his voice, then it's Mr. Black. If he's smooth and touching her as he's talking, it's Victor. <sighs> so as he's, ex- you know, answering her questions and her questions are shit like, what was your childhood like? Well, I mean, and through the questions is the only way she's finding out the answers. Yeah. But he had a really fucked up life. Terrible. So he had like a really shitty, like hooker kind of fucking mom. The mom said his dad was like this guy who's a serial killer that like banged her up against a dumpster and she's had to raise him and he she made him do things you know sexually so she could get crack and she was an alcoholic and she tried fucking his friends and just a horrible fucking mess and did horrible things to him and he grew up feeling or being told that he was wrong and he was disgusting and he was a deviant and he's a son of a serial Mm -hmm. killer and you know all these things so when he joins the fbi He actually does, you know, almost for a minute, like shed that idea of what his mother told him because he's doing really well at his job. But then he accidentally kind of falls in love with like one of the suspects in a murder case that he dismisses and has a sexual relationship with, falls in love with her and then come to find out she was the one that was the killer. So he was played. And so at that point is when he became Mr. Black and turned off all feelings towards women and all he wants to do is play games with people. He is the spawn of a murderer. That's mm-hmm. all he thinks he's worth. But he thinks he's clever. He's clever enough to, like, find the bad guys any means necessary yeah. and treat people in his life a certain way. He's fucked up. Yeah. He's a fucked up dude. Well, and he treats people like shit. And he uses Mr. Black as an excuse to do it. Yeah. He is one person. Sociopath, psychopath, whatever or not. He's one person, he does terrible, horrible things, and he uses Mr. Black as an excuse to get away with doing those things. Mr. Black is dark, and he's terrible, and he's mean, so like when I treat someone like garbage, that's Mr. Black. And when I decide to be nice, and I don't know, respect a woman, or care about something, I'm Victor. Like, no, you're one person. I... And Elsa sees it's, that from yeah, the get go. She that sees he's it. one person. He's damaged. And yeah. He's one person and she can help him. Yeah. And he is convinced that he's two separate people and that's the only way he can get through, you know, his day to day life. But again, written so well that you so can well. have one scene with Victor and Mr. Black showing up multiple times and you never lose track. No. You never lose you track. Know. You know exactly what the fuck is going on yep. at all times. Just as she does. Yes. Yeah. And you get very emotionally invested in these characters 
not just for the sex, which is really good. It I is mean, really good. There is some really good sex, which is one of the reasons why, like, as I'm looking at Elsa, I'm like, well, I get that. I understand why you stayed for that round. Like, because, okay. I, I mean, would... I'm not going to, I'm going to agree. I mean, I'm not, the whole anal situation is, like, not my jam. But everything else, I don't do ball gags, that kind of, like, listen, I like to fucking talk. And if you take that away from me, I'm going to feel a certain kind of way about it. But... <laughs> I mean, it was very well-written, creative, exciting, sexy. Everything that you would want, like, or think a hot sex scene would be with, like, an angry, aggressive man and, like, a submissive woman. So, yeah, it was hot for me until it wasn't. And then it wasn't for a second. But then, like, the next one was hot. Yeah. So there wasn't really a whole lot of sex scenes that I didn't. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, anal is not, like, my jam to read about, but it wasn't unsexy. It wasn't like I wasn't like, oh, this is, this is, like, hot. I mean, it's, it's written really well. And you can, like, kind of picture it in your head. Yeah. Which is important, I think, when you're reading these types of books. Yeah. And with the, the same way that she wrote the monologues between, like, Mr. Black and Victor, like, that happens during sex scenes as well. Yes. Where it will be, like, super humiliating or super aggressive, and it's Mr. Black talking shit to her, and she's just ignoring what the yeah. fuck he's saying because he's still fucking her. And then he'll be, like, you know, they're coming down, and he's all soft, and he bathes her, and he, you right. know, puts like, her kisses in. Kisses her nose. Kisses her nose. Whatever. And does all these great, you know, wonderful yeah. things or whatever. But, you know... At, as a reader, you're having to make a choice. Would you be the type of girl that could hang on through all that? Or would you be the type of chick that would have split from like one of the first red flags where I'm the hanger on her and more than Splitsville. See Splitsville. you later. She's like, Oh, you have half a red flag. <laughs> Fuck you. No. And I'm all like, Ooh, how, how many red flags you got? Let's approximately 10 at yeah. this point. Oh, let's see. Maybe that's yeah. too much. I don't know. I mean, there's so much we didn't touch on in this book because um, we want you to read it. It's um, the, the duet itself. They're both Kindle Unlimited. The audiobooks are really great. The covers are really great. It's really worth the read um, because there are a lot of additions of like side characters. There's mm -hmm. a lot of different things that come up from each of their past. Their families get involved. Like there's a, a lot of things that we didn't touch on, but essentially you know, kind of where we come to the end of book two is that Elsa once again wins this game because he is tormenting her throughout their entire sexual experience of being together and all the time they're spending together that her future husband must be wondering where she is. Does your future, does the man who wants to marry you know that you like it this way? Does he stick his tongue in you this way? Does he do mm -hmm. this for you? And she always, she'll tell the truth and she's like, no, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. And all this kind of stuff. Well, Come to find out, Elsa dumped the guy she was going to marry before she even fucked Mr. Black for the first time. Winner, and winner, she won chicken the game dinner. Again. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, we're learning all the things about him and you're learning all the things about her. And they're finally coming together in a way to where there might be a relationship. And I feel like he almost, in a way, Victor has like a nervous fucking breakdown. And, you know, a lot of other stuff has happened that helps cause this. And he admits that he loves her. And that's the reason why he was back and that she fucked him over again by winning the game mm -hmm. and that it's not a game with her anymore. But he knows that he's not well. A lot of the things that he thought his entire life came out to be not true. And that fucked with him and let him realize he was a horrible fucking person. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be this way anymore. And he can't love her 
the way that she needs to be loved until he gets help. So he asks her, will you wait for me? And she's like, no, because yeah. we're going to do this together. Right. So she's decided. I love Victor. She knows that Mr. Black needs to be put on a burner indefinitely. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I mean, it does end happily in some aspect, I feel like. So definitely give it a read. Yeah. I mean, it is, we did not touch on the full ending. We don't want to give away that much of the book. So. I don't know. Instead of individually, you want to just do one big score yeah. for it. So what do you score your dick score for the book, the two books? I had issues with both characters. So. And I don't feel like there was a plot. It was just like single, really, we're in this house. These are the games we're going to play. There's not a whole ton extra. I mean, there's a little bit. The sex was good, though. Seven. Seven. That's being generous, I feel like. But I would give it a seven. I would give it an eight. Um, I struggle with both the characters, but I liked both the characters throughout the book. I felt like they all had their ups and downs, and I really liked that about them. I mean, when it comes to it, like, if I sat back, I'm like, huh, would I fuck him? Yes, yes, I would. So that's okay. And the sex and the plot, I felt there was a good plot. I thought that the whole chapters was a good plot. The idea, like... There was still a serial killer situation that he was still dealing with his professional career. I felt like she had this like extended family that kind of popped up and gave her a hard time. And she was very, I don't know, the way that it was written. I just really enjoyed the twists and turns that came. I didn't quite see them all coming and it kept me interested in reading it. And I actually have reread yeah. this, this series a couple of times. So. It did keep me interested. Yeah. And that's why I think I gave it a seven instead of a six, because while I didn't love the books, I was never bored with the books. Right. It's one thing to not like a book, but get to the very end. Yeah. There's a reason you made it to the end. It's another to start reading a book and five chapters and be like, nope, and turn it off. Because right. I have done that. And yeah. I didn't do that with this series. So yeah. overall, give it a listen. Uh, next week. For episode nine. Yes, episode nine. We are doing a paranormal um, book. Well, there's a series, but we're just doing the first book. It's called Fighting Destiny by Amelia Hutchins. Um, fairies. Fairies. But not like cute fairies, like dominant alpha right. prince fucking dark fairies. Yes. So hot. It is really hot. Yeah. I wasn't sure, guys, but it's hot. It's so, so. hot. Yes. All right. So come back for episode nine. Go to all the places like the Instagram and Facebook under the Smut Hive. Follow, like, comment, whatever it lets you do. Click all the buttons and do all the things. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye.